Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Uh, A lot of things going on. Um, Sometimes we forget there's a civil war underway in America between traditional folks and the progressives. Uh, What that's all about is that traditional people believe that the United States is a noble nation and we want to tweak it. We want improvement. Certainly we need some. Um, But the progressives feel that we are not a noble nation. They want to wipe out pretty much everything and start over. So that is the Civil War. Now, it was not a good day yesterday for the progressive left movement. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So as you probably know by now, Chesa Bodine was fired by the people of San Francisco. And it's an amazing thing because that is the most liberal city in the country by far, San Francisco. I mean, these are loons out there. Um, Yet, 60% of them voted to recall the DA, Chesa Bodine. 40% wanted to keep him. (laughs) The 40%, I have no idea. Now, it wasn't even a hard call. And this was a landslide, by the way. 75,000 votes to boot him, uh, 50,000 votes to keep him. Uh, All you had to do, and I was in San Francisco, as you may know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, is uh, look at the place. And you'll see hundreds, probably thousands of zombies, drug-addicted people, mentally ill people walking around the streets, many of whom are committing crimes. Others are offending sensibilities by all kinds of conduct that is, in public, not acceptable. And Chesa Bodine couldn't care less. And as crime uh, rose in San Francisco, he didn't do anything. He didn't prosecute most crimes. Because Chesa Bodine believes that the United States is responsible for these people on the street. It's not their fault. They're committing crimes. It's our fault, the country's fault. I mean, this is insane, but that's what he believes. So I'm not going to bother with him anymore. He's gone. Now the mayor, London Breed, who's another left-wing loon, appoints another DA. But the message was sent, if, if this can happen in San Francisco, it happen anywhere. Down in Los Angeles to the south, there was a mayoral vote between Congresswoman Karen Bass, who is an ardent leftist, and a businessman, a billionaire named Rick Caruso. Well, Caruso won the vote, 41% to 38%. But you got to get over 50% to get in, so there's a runoff in November, but Caruso's in good shape to win it because the same thing is going on in L.A. that's going on in San Francisco. There's no law enforcement, and quality of life in Los Angeles has declined drastically. So you want to put another left-wing loon in there? Is that what you want to do? No. Angelinos, and again, a li- very liberal place, Los Angeles. Angelina, they're going to put give them... They're going to give power to Caruso. I can almost guarantee, unless something happens, of course. Um, But the real indicator in Los Angeles is only 25% of Angelinos showed up to vote yesterday for mayor. So 75%, even though the city has gone down in every way, declined dramatically, 75% go, "Eh, we don't care. All right. Then you're going to have homeless people living on your front lawn and If you park your car on the street, it'll likely be broken into. Now, here's an exception, and I saw this. uh, I went and I walked it. 
Beverly Hills, perhaps the richest neighborhood in the nation, doesn't have these problems because Beverly Hills is a separate city. It's not Los Angeles. It's right in the middle of Los Angeles, but it's a separate place with a separate police, a separate justice system, everything. There aren't any homeless people there. None. They don't exist there. And I walked around pretty thoroughly in downtown Beverly Hills. No, not there. Santa Barbara, another affluent, said yes, they were there. Not Beverly Hills because they enforce vagrancy laws there. Cops would come in, sweep you. You spend a couple of days in the uh, Beverly Hills jail, and then you can't get your drugs. Then you go into withdrawal. They're not going to do it. Nobody there. It's, it's just a very interesting thing. So the quality of life in Beverly Hills is not the climb. But if you go out of Beverly Hills, it's Santa Barbara is a mess. Not Santa Barbara, Santa Monica. Santa Monica is an absolute mess. And, and all the co- coastal communities south, crazy. So anyway, I took a good look around. Now, uh, because of what happened uh, yesterday, uh, George uh, Gascon, who is the DA in, in L.A. County, there's George, he's Soros' buddy. George Soros funded his campaign. He's another one who won't enforce the law. And that's why you have all these problems in Los Angeles and Los Angeles County. He's going to be recalled. Okay, so they need 65,000 more votes. After yesterday, they get him. And he'll go on the ballot to be recalled and he'll be booted. I guarantee it. Just like we predicted uh, the San Francisco thing, Bodine, I predicted that six months ago, December, I believe. Um, yes, gone. He's going to be going. Now, this is good. All of this is good because it sends a signal to the country that enough's enough. So George Soros, he's given an amazing amount of money to all of these progressive politicians who are ruining the country. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. Now, here in New York, where I am, we have a guy named Alan Bragg, all right? And he's the same kind of guy. He just will not enforce the law. In fact, 90% of suspects arrested on gun charges, all right, 2020, before Bragg took over, were out. They didn't hold him. That was Morgenthau. But, but Bragg's worse. An article in the New York Post today about a guy named Nolan Gonzalez, who's got like 40 priors, five this year, goes to Macy's, steals $1,000 worth of merchandise or something, $350 worth of Tommy Hilfiger goods, felony, okay? He's got all this on his sheet. He's a drug addict, okay? And Bragg's not going to prosecute him. <laughs> what? Doesn't hold him. I mean, it's just, Gonzalez has been arrested five times this year. And Macy's is going... The guy just keeps coming in and stealing stuff. I go, what are you going to do? And you know he doesn't get caught every time he does it. But this guy, Alan Bragg, uh, put his picture up again. He's a disaster, a disaster for the city of New York. Now, he cannot be recalled. We don't have that here. Have it in Jersey, don't have it in New York. But Hochul, the governor, can remove him. Think Hochul's going to remove an African-American DA? No, no matter how bad things get. All right, I mentioned George Soros. So he's behind all the progressive movement. It's his money that's driving this and destroying parts of the country. 
So let's go over Soros in a very methodical way. Put it up on the screen, please, for those on radio. I'll run it down for you. He was born August 12, 1930, in Budapest, Hungary. That makes him 91 years old. Forbes estimates Soros is worth $8.6 billion. In 1956, Soros moved to New York City at the age of 26. In 1961, he became a U.S. citizen. In 1973, he established a Soros fund, an investment fund, later known as a Quantum Endowment Fund, and he made billions of dollars. In 2002, uh, French authorities charged him with insider trading. He was convicted and fined $3 million in France, which he had to pay. Now, the U.S. does not extradite because there was no jail time involved. Right? He was tried in absentia. So he stayed in the USA, but had to pay the fine. 2004, Soros pledged millions of dollars to MoveOn.org, a vicious left-wing group, to oppose the re-election of President Bush. All right, then he really swung into action. Between 2018 and 21, George Soros financed radical Cook County State Attorney Kim Fox, you remember her, and Chicago is one of the most dangerous places in the country because, largely because, of Kim Fox and Lori Lightfoot, the mayor. Also, the city of St. Louis falling completely apart, he financed the city attorney Kim Gardner. He also financed George Gasson, as we told you, and the radical Philadelphia DA Lawrence Krasner. He put in more than $8 million to these campaigns, George Soros. Okay, he also gave Stacey Abrams, again running for governor, a million dollars, and he'll give her a million more. And how does he do this? He does it through political action committees. All of these donations to the progressive far lefts are legal. And finally, uh, the midterm elections. Currently, Soros is the top individual donor on the progressive side for the 2022 midterms. He's contributed 126 million so far. Can you imagine this? All right. And one of the groups that he pumps money into on a regular basis, Color of Change, that was the group that attacked me five years ago. And I know Soros was behind that. I can't prove it. It's just my opinion, but I'm working it. Color of Change, George Soros. Because I was an early Soros critic. He hates me. Uh, joining us now is a woman, one of the only journalists in the country following George Soros, Cheryl Chumley, who uh, works at the Washington Times. She has a book, and we talked about it a few weeks ago, a very fine book called Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. And George Soros is right in the middle of that book. And she joins us now from Northern Virginia. All right, Cheryl, so I ran down Soros. And I know that you are writing and working uh, on uh, exposing him through a group that's watching him. Tell us about that. It's OpenSecrets.com. Is that what it is? OpenSecrets.org. And thank you for having me to talk about this issue. Um, Yeah, Open Secrets is a nonprofit, and it's the Center for Responsive Politics uh, that partnered with another group that used to track state campaigns and state dollars. And so now they're looking, they're joined together, they're taking a look at both federal and state campaign cash. And 
they cover everything. They're an amazing outlet. They cover PACs, super PACs, and more importantly, that dark money. In 2020 election season alone, Open Secrets found that $1 billion uh, were pumped into dark money outlets. And another $3 billion went from foreign sources to U.S. lobbying efforts between the years 2016 and 2021. So the money that's influencing our own elected officials is astounding. And it's really astonishing when you start looking at the numbers for George Soros and other leftist groups alone. Okay, now explain what dark money is. So unlike PACs, right, which have uh, reporting requirements to the FEC and have limits on contributions, it's, for instance, 5000 per, per candidate that a PAC can contribute, and it's like 15000 per committee. Super PACs, on the other hand, have reporting requirements to the FEC but don't have limits. Dark money groups, however, have no limits on the number of dollars that can be siphoned to committees, and they also don't have to report to the FEC their donors. So all this money that feeds into dark money groups can then in turn be uh, given to PACs and super PACs. So this is where it becomes very difficult to track down the dollars that are going to any given candidate. And those and those groups, they can uh, buy television commercials, they can buy radio spots, they can buy staff, the people who go out and bundle votes. They can do a whole bunch of things. Now, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, we learned after the fact, pumped millions of dollars into the presidential campaign to try to get more votes for Joe Biden. But that's not Zuckerberg didn't do dark money. That was a direct thing, right? Right. And here's an example. You brought up Alvin Bragg in Manhattan, right? So he received $1.1 million, but not directly from George Soros. He received it from groups that George Soros supported. So you can see where that tracking becomes very difficult. If you want to research all the races and all the candidates uh, at any given time in America, it's nearly impossible for one person to do, which is why Open Secrets is so great. It's your go-to for that kind of information. But it's also very difficult for the average voter to understand where that sure. money goes. Yeah. And, and do you know how many groups Soros funds, how many of these groups he has lined up to do what he wants done? Do you know how many? I'm going to say conservatively hundreds. And here's what wow. I base it on. Since 2016, right, George Soros money from PACs has funded to the tune of $29 million, roughly 20 district attorney races. That's just the DA races. And what gets confusing about that is that they're called different races depending on the state. In Virginia, it's the Commonwealth's attorney. Uh, there's also other terms, circuit attorney. So you have to take that in, into consideration. But George Soros has also established in almost every state in the nation, these PACs that are called justice and safety PACs or public safety and justice PACs. And into that gets funneled Soros-tied money, which in turn gets funneled into certain groups and candidates, depending on the amount. Then you have, of course, George Soros's Open Society Foundation, which you can go to Open Secrets and track where all the tentacles of donations go on that. So I'm going to guess conservatively hundreds of groups that George Soros is tied to in terms of funding. Now, Soros's philosophy is 
He doesn't want incarceration for criminals, right, particularly minority criminals. He believes it's society's fault that they're committing those crimes. He doesn't want border enforcement. He wants an open border. He wants legalized narcotics, doesn't want any drug enforcement. Does he want socialism? Is, is he pushing socialism? Well, not directly, right? He doesn't come out and wave a banner saying, I'm a socialist. But if you look at what socialism entails, part and parcel of socialist government and society is the crippling of law enforcement. It's the division of law enforcement and the justice system. Here in America, we're supposed to have justices blind, right? But how Democrats work, how the left works, how socialists work is they create these different groups that then they pit against each other. So they all uh, fall on, on warring, warring factions, which is where the government then can come in and pretend to create calm out of the chaos. So going after the justice system in America is certainly one way to advance a socialist type agenda. Yeah, and he wants to break it down entirely, defund the police. He's behind that. He's behind all this. Now, he's going to die soon, Soros. But his son, I hear, is even more radical than he is. And his son is running a lot of these operations, correct? His son's name I have seen already on Open Secrets, uh, you know, reporting and, and uh, tracking of money. I haven't dived into exactly, specifically what his sons are involved in yet, but it seems a legacy. It seems, you know, that's what's going to be passed down in their family. Now, the midterm elections, largely uh, people believe the Republicans are going to take both houses now because of the debacle of the Biden administration and the Democratic Party. But that's not going to inhibit Soros. He's going to continue to pump as much money as he can to try to influence the voters who don't know very much. They call them low information voters to try to get this propaganda out on radio and television. And, you know, if you were a district attorney, if you're running and you have uh, two million and your opponent has 300,000, you can overwhelm. Now, final question is Soros and Gascon, the uh, DA in L.A. County, they're like this. But Gascon, I think, is toast now because of what happened to Bodine. How do you see it? Well, I would agree with you, but I would also caution about cheering too loudly about Bodine and about Gascon and so forth, because in the wings are scores more of Soros-funded candidates that are coming to the forefront. For instance, Albuquerque, New Mexico's district attorney, Raul Torres, he was elected in 2016, I think it was, with only about $107,000 worth of Soros-tied money, but he was running under unopposed, so that money was really not even necessary. Under his tenure, homicides have just jumped this year to 102, which is record amounts. In last year, they were only 67. This guy just this week won his Democratic primary for the state's attorney general. So it's not just Soros wins and losses for certain candidates. It's about getting Soros's candidates in the pipeline so that they can then move on to higher offices. It's amazing because thousands of people are dying because of George Soros and his philosophy. So uh, the, once again, it's opensecrets.org. All the listeners and viewers of uh, the No Spin News should write that down and check in. And then Cheryl Chumley's book, Lock Down the Social Plan and Take Away Your Freedom. It's uh, out in the marketplace and you might get it. Cheryl, thanks very much as always. We appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. 
Okay, let's go to uh, President Biden. He left at 11.45 Eastern Time for L.A. He landed at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, all right, on Air Force One. And he went right over to the Jimmy Kimmel Studios in Hollywood, where I've been many times, and he taped the Kimmel program. I will analyze that conversation tomorrow on the No Spin News. Then at 7 Eastern Time for uh, Pacific, he uh, is going to greet the heads of the delegations at the Ninth Summit of the Americas, but Obrador is not going to be there because he's letting the caravan, the massive caravan, which I'm going to tell you about in a moment, come up to the northern border. It's unbelievable. Um, and then tonight they have some dog and pony show in L.A. Um, Vice President Harris has been busy out there in his Summit of the Americas. She's uh, collected almost $2 billion from private companies to give to um, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras, three violent, poor countries. Now, this isn't government money, it's private money. For example, $150 million from the Gap. Now, what the people don't know is the Gap makes clothes in Central America, okay? And $270 million from Visa, all right? They gave it to Harris. She's given it to these countries. Now, it's a colossal waste of money because it's never going to get to the folks or alleviate poverty or whatever, ever, in a million years. Right, let's go to guns. So you know and you've heard, it's been all over the place, that Matthew McConaughey yesterday um, was talking about gun control, all right? And we like Mr. McConaughey. We think he's a responsible guy, very well-intentioned. I'm going to play a soundbite in a moment. But uh, the Biden administration put him up in the White House to try to reach the folks that don't really pay attention to the news because McConaughey is a movie star. All right, here's what he said. Go. We need responsible gun ownership. Responsible gun ownership. We need background checks. We need to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle to 21. We need a waiting period for those rifles. We need red flag laws and consequences for those who abuse them. Okay, um, you know, it's idealistic. It's not going to stop gun violence. What he's saying is not wrong. Let's run it down. So minimum age uh, for an AR purchase, 21. I have no beef with that. And I'll explain. I got a lot of mail. It's, oh, no, no, no. And I'll explain that in a moment. Uh, waiting period for those rifles. That should be a state situation. Okay. Each state has got to, you know, design its own gun protection laws. Because there's a difference between Wyoming and New York City, as I told you. And red flag laws, same thing. States have got to do it, not the feds. Okay, now let's get to the 18 to 21. That can be a national law, a federal law. And people go, well, 18-year-olds uh, are in the Army or they're in the Marines. They can join up. Well, yeah, okay, but in the Army, Marines, Navy... They are under discipline and being trained in many things, including the use of firearms. But they're supervised. The 17, you can be 17 with your parents' consent, going to the armed forces. But they are supervised. Key word, capital S, supervised. 18-year-olds who walk in and buy an AR, most of them are law-abiding, of course. But there are loons and immature people who are doing it. There's no downside to raising it to 21. There's no downside. So I'm, I tell conservative people, don't be crazy. All right. The left is crazy. 
Don't be that. Be reasonable. Okay. Finally, and, and I'd love to talk to Matthew McConaughey about this because I think he would actually listen. You're never going to stop gun violence by putting in background checks and red flag laws and all that because the criminals, they buy the guns illegally. They steal the guns. They don't go through the normal channels. So there was a guy arrested yesterday in New York City who bought a batch of guns in North Carolina, drove them on up to the city and was selling them on the street. So you think there's a background check there? Or a red flag law there? Now the cops got him because NYPD is good. Now they got undercovers again. Under de Blasio, they knocked that out. But they got him. And you know what? It's a miracle he's being held no bail. It's a federal offense, by the way, because the feds will take it because he crossed state lines to sell the guns. But this is what I'm talking about. Criminals don't do the system. Matthew McConaughey. And you got to understand that. They don't understand it. So I'll make this vividly clear to all of you listening and watching tonight. On October 26, 2001, okay, a month and a half after 9-11, the United States Congress and President George W. Bush signed a law called the Patriot Act, which said if the U.S. government designates a group or an individual to be terrorist, the U.S. armed forces can assassinate those people, can kill those people. No due process, no come out with your hands up. That's the Patriot Act. Now, that, the left opposed that. You'll remember, that act is still law. That's the basis of killing the killers. My book, what happened under the Patriot Act? The government used that to break ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and the other terrorists overseas. They went in and they did it. They wiped out the leadership. Now, gun crimes, you federalize those gun crimes. So you walk into a 7-Eleven with a gun anywhere in the country and you're arrested. You're not charged with state or local. You're charged in federal court. And if you're convicted, Five years minimum sentence, first offense. That includes illegal gun carrying. You're carrying a gun that you don't have a license for, or it's illegal to carry wherever state you are. The feds take you. Do you know what an advantage that is to law enforcement? Because they know who's carrying the guns. You just pick them up, got a gun, you're off the federal court. And you're not going to raise your $50,000 bail. The left won't do it. And the right won't do it. Do you ever hear anything about that? You don't. That's the solution to the gun violence problem. Politicians are afraid to do it because most of the people arrested are African-American. If they were white supremacists, that thing would have already been passed. All getting this now? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes 
and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Right now, the federal government does not want to solve the gun violence problem. What they want is to take guns away from everybody. And I know you know I'm right. Kate Steinle, remember Kate? Kate's law gunned down by an illegal alien, 215. Guy was convicted of uh, a weapons charge. He was acquitted of murdering Kate Steinle. This guy is Jose Zarate, 51. So he's out. All right. And the state of California is sending him now to the feds to answer uh, some other charges. This guy came back five times after being deported. Six times. He was deported five times, came back six. All I said was, and this was back when I was on Fox, and you remember, pass Kate's law. You come back one time after being deported. One time. Federal offense, mandatory prison sentence. Think they would do it? I got this close. Cruz, Ted Cruz, he was on board. Grassley was on board. All the big Republican senators, with the exception of Mitch McConnell, who killed Kate's law. Why? Because he didn't want a broadcaster introducing legislation. And we don't have it today. And this guy Zarate still here. Unbelievable. Migrant caravan. It's impossible to get any information on this right now. It's run by a guy named Luis Villagran. Luis says up to 9,000 people are going to besiege the border. This will kill Joe Biden if that happens. They're marching now. Now, Obrador could have stopped this, as he did under Trump, but he didn't. He let them all in, Obrador, all of them. This is a scandal. That's why Obrador didn't show up in L.A., all right? Mexican army could have stopped this. They originated in Guatemala. So I don't know, Luis Villagran, I guess you hate Joe Biden, because when they come to the border and the American people see what this is, it's going to go on Biden's resume. Now, we're on it. Department of Homeland Security warning all of us about extremist threats. That means white people. Okay, all right. I'm warned. I'm watching. Uh, They say that white people, extremists, are going to attack. I'm ready. I'm not ready, but I'm watching. They say in history, June 8th, 1968, James Earl Ray arrested in London, England. All right, who, who is he? You remember. He's the assassin of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Timeline on Ray. Okay, so... April 23rd, 1967, he escaped from a Missouri prison, okay, where he's serving a sentence for robbery. 
A year later, he shows up in Memphis, Tennessee, and he shoots Dr. King dead with a rifle. Okay? Then he flees. He leaves the rifle, got his prints on it, bolts. Nobody can find him. He's gone. All right? He shows up in England, and Scotland Yard nails him June 8th, 1968. So he was at large two and a half months. On his person, when he's arrested 40, 54 years ago today, Canadian passport. Got a Canadian passport. He's trying to get to Rhodesia, which is now Zimbabwe because it has a white supremacist government, Rhodesia. It's where he's trying to go, okay, on a Canadian passport. So Scotland Yard nails him, sends him back. He pleads guilty, avoids death penalty, sentenced to 99 years. He dies in prison on April 23, 1998, of cancer, kidney disease. All right. That's the story of James L. Ray. Who got him the Canadian passport? Who got him the money to go to England? He didn't have anything. He's an escaped robber. Okay? What did he do for the year he escaped from the Missouri prison than the time he shows up in Memphis? There were people behind him. James Earl Ryan, I'm not a conspiracy guy. You know that. Everybody says, why don't you write Killing King? I can't write Killing King. Because the government won't tell us, and they know. Federal government knows who was behind Ray. It's classified. They're not putting it out. Joe Biden, you could put it out tomorrow. Trump could have put it out. Obama could have put it out. Who helped Ray? He didn't do this by himself. There's no way he could have. So I thought I'd tell you that story because as a historian, I really like to know who is behind James Earl Ray. And don't give me this conspiracy business. He did it. There's no doubt he did it. Okay. I got uh, mail for you. I got a final thought of the day about eating in restaurants. Do you like eating in restaurants? I do. Well, I'm going to tell you some stuff that you're going to want to hear. We'll be right back. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings, against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, let's go to the mail. Jenny Meyer, Elko, Nevada. I agree that most 18-year-olds are dopey. They're so dopey that if they end up being banned from buying ARs, they should also be banned from serving in the military. Now, I read your letter because I wanted to prove to the audience what I was saying. I got a lot of letters like this, Jenny. But I went over it, and I think you'll agree with me if you don't write me again. Supervised 18-year-olds being trained by the military, a lot different than some 18-year-old walking in who could be totally insane. William. On the message board, Bill, you should realize President Trump is not as divisive as the media presented him to be. Uh, I know him better than anybody, William. He's pretty divisive. Now, there's a reason to be. He was attacked unjustly. Ted, Bill, I have to agree with you. I think President Trump is polarizing. However, having said that, I think the country is now so divided. It doesn't matter if he is. Good point. I think he could win up against Biden, but Biden's not going to run again. Kenneth, concierge member, this is something you should consider. I hope you will consider for Father's Day being a concierge member. Give dad that privilege. It'll help his life every day of the year. Okay, he gets direct access to me on anything. And you get a free book, whatever book you want, Killing the Killers or anything else. Great deal. Uh, Kenneth, concierge member, says if entering the USA without appropriate papers is illegal, a crime, why can't those who aid and abet it be charged with crimes? Because it's a civil violation. I've gone over this before, but it's good to remind everybody. It's not a criminal violation to sneak in or overstay your visa. Civil. Now, it should be a criminal violation. The Congress don't do it. Randy Wood, Riverside, California. Bill, I'm pretty confident that we, I don't know who we is, Randy, but uh, all right. Recheck the House and Senate in November. How many seats will we need to override a Biden veto in the Senate? 66, two-thirds of the Senate. So I guess you're a Republican. That's the we. Uh, John Nietzsche of South Haven, Mississippi. Can a citizen file a lawsuit against the president for not enforcing the law? You can do a class action suit, and, and some attorneys general have done that. Takes forever, costs a lot of money. Dave Andrews, Centerville, Ohio, I can't help but think that Putin doesn't invade Ukraine if Trump is the president. I agree with you. Trump and Putin had an agreement, some kind of secret pact that they wouldn't embarrass each other or whatever. Ryan Legrand, Bakersfield, California. Bill, I read Killing the Killers. Very great. I appreciate that you didn't use your political or religious beliefs in it. It was pure history. All of the killing books, all of them, there's 11 of them out, including killers. No politics in any of them. You know, we are historians. That's what we do. Wade Johnson, New Orleans. I finished Killing Killers of the Weekend. It was your best book, Bill. The level of research that Mr. Degard and you gathered was incredible. I found it fascinating to learn about drones and Hellfire missiles. Book is a must read. Wade, we appreciate it very much. Number one book in the country after a month. Killing the Killers, still number one in the country. So people are liking it. On Amazon, only 6% don't like the book. And those people didn't read the book. They don't like me. So you want to read those reviews, pretty telling. Okay, uh, Dad's Day, a week from Sunday, uh, stock up. 
If you buy Killing the Killers from us on BillOReilly.com, we give you Killing the Mob free because we feel your pain on inflation. We do. And this came from me. This didn't come from my crack staff. I said, give them mob free if they buy killers. That's a great dual gift for dad. Or you read one, you give him one, whatever it may be. But we know you're suffering at the gas pump and in the grocery store. Um, Also, we have the mugs. And that if you give them book and the mug, you're golden for the whole year. Father's Day. I'll tell you a funny Father's Day story tomorrow uh, about my urchins. Um, word of the day, do not be a ledger domain, L-E-G-E-R-D-E-M-I-M-A-I-N. New word, ledger domain, you don't want to be that. Okay. Final thought in a moment. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. All right. Final thought. I can't cook. Terrible cook. I can pour the cereal into the bowl with the milk. I can put the soup in the pot and heat it. I can put pre-made food in the microwave. And sometimes I can't start the microwave, but most of the time they can. But cooking, no. So I go out to eat. And I have my little restaurants that I like. um, But now all the prices are up about 20 25%. Now you can tell if they have a new menu in your favorite restaurant, there we go. Some of the restaurants, and these are local restaurants. This is in Manhattan. Okay, I got to go in there tomorrow night and eat. And you go to Manhattan and eat in a restaurant, and you know you're going to get hammered. But it is Long Island. Some of the entrees are now 40 bucks and up. I'm talking veal chop and steak and things like that. 40 bucks and up. I mean, that's an investment. So uh, here is my tip, and I think this will help you if you like to eat out. Because you can't be paying for a family of four 150 bucks to eat out. I mean, that's insane, right, if you're working people. So put a big jar or a medium-sized jar in your kitchen, okay? And then everyone in the house, when they come in to the house, they put all their loose change in the jar. And after two weeks, you're going to have some money. And you take it to the bank. They give you bills. All right, and then you use that money to eat out in a restaurant. You see? So that works. So I got this jar, um, and the urchins, that under martial law, they have to they come in, they got shape right in the jar. Okay, and we go. And it works. Okay? Because now this is serious business. 
everything is double what it was when Trump was president. Pretty much everything. And, and if you say, oh, no, O'Reilly, this hasn't gone up. Look at the package. The package is down 20, 25 percent. So you're buying your Wheaties or anything. I, I'm just using this example. I don't know Wheaties for sure. But they're, the package is smaller. That shrinkage, inflation shrinkage. So they don't charge you more money. They just give you, you know, less product everywhere. So we are under siege, which is why Biden is failing so badly. Can't do this to the people. Once again, I, I hate to be repetitive, but this is the stat. Under Trump, inflation, 1.4%. Under Biden, approaching 11% in 17 months. That's a crisis. Most people don't have much money. And salaries are not going up to match the inflationary things. That's why we give you the books. That's why we're trying to make your life better in any way we can. I think that's my responsibility here. But the jar thing in the kitchen works. Because I don't want you not to eat out. I want you, you know, you want to go have a breakfast after church or whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, but take that money and then you won't, it, the pain won't be as much. All right. I hope you didn't experience any pain watching and listening to the No Spin News. And we will see you tomorrow.